Amy? Yeah? Do you like sports? No. Hello, 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 the two hello girls, here we go. So, Amy, you don't like sports. Amy, why don't you like sports? It's not that I don't like sports. It's I don't like watching sports. I find it to be boring. I'd rather be playing sports. What sports do you play? Um, when, I mean, I don't play sports professionally. I actually, uh, I've just started trying to play tennis with Ian and Jenny. I take a flying yoga class in my town, which is really awesome. Tell me about what, okay, flying yoga? <laughs> they have these, this, this ribbon that's attached to the, the ceiling and you do yoga poses. It helps you stretch and take the stretch further. I have a question. You say ribbon, but I feel it looks as though a, a sheet. Is it a sheet? It's, it's, a, it's a ribbon-like sheet. It's, I don't know, but it holds me up. I mean, I could do, I, I fly like Superman. I, you can get into it and be cocooned. And then they have this move, move where you are laying full length straight out, not like you're in a hammock, but like long ways. And then the ribbon or the, the sheet or whatever is around your feet. And you use your arms and you flip over. Have you fallen out of it? it feels like, I have not. It feels like it's a little dangerous. It's really fun. Do you know, is this popular in the U.S.? I have, no I have no idea. It's really popular in Korea. I have, I have no idea. And, and um, I'm, no, I'm a more traditional yoga person. There's another yoga studio in, in my town that I was going to. And I decided to switch to make a change, go with a friend. And I didn't like it at first because it's a different style. But, um, I mean, I feel like a kid sometimes and you're sitting in the little, and it's just so easy. And I think the the instructor looks at me and she's just like, okay, there's this way can Is she going to be able to do this? And I just pull it off for the most part. It's really fun. Never once just crossed my mind. Our first story comes from a girl who used to live and work in Spain. She knows the true hardship of learning another language. But before we get right down to that story, we want to advise our listeners that there's a little explicit language in the next three stories. So if you're listening with children, we recommend some earmuffs. All right, let's get to it. Hey everyone, it's Kelly here, and I'm going to share my story with you about the theme of sports. Back in 2008, I was a teacher in a Spanish school, And I kind of knew Spanish, but it wasn't really good at it. I was kind of learning as well as teaching at the same time. So it was really interesting, really fun. I worked at this school, and of course there was a teacher that I had a huge crush on. He happened to be the gym teacher. He was really cute, really smooth, super flirty, and of course, super unavailable. Um, He flirted with everybody, and when he flirted with me, I especially thought, oh my gosh, this guy is so cute, I want to date him. So, of course, I did everything in my power to impress him. I tried to play sports with them, soccer in particular, which I had never played before and was really that good at. Um, I'd go out and have beers with everyone, and that was fun. And actually, on one of these occasions, we were talking alone which was great. I was really nervous. I was trying to be really cool. And he asked me what I like to do for fun. So I said that I, well, I wanted to say that I like to run along the beach, you know, to be like sporty and cool and active and fit. So I said, me gusta correrme por la playa, which if anyone knows Spanish grammar, 
I used the word correr, but made it reflexive. So the action, I did it to myself. So I figured, okay, I like to make myself run along the beach. Like, that's what that means, right? Immediately after I said it, he started chuckling. And the other teachers who had heard me say that also started laughing too. And I was like, oh my god, what did I just say? Why is everyone laughing and why is this funny? So one of my teacher's friends said, no, no, no. You want to say, me gusta correr por la playa. And I was like, okay, why? So later, someone explained to me that what I had said was actually that I like to masturbate at the beach. So, yes, I said it to this guy that I really liked and had a crush on, that in my spare time, I like to masturbate along the beach. Yep. Awesome. So, thank you everybody for listening to my story, and I hope you enjoyed it. Hi listeners, the next person up to bat is Joshua Cannon. He's originally from hot Atlanta, and we've caught him on the verge of his next big adventure. The reason why we asked Joshua to share with us today stems from the fact Mr. Cannon is an avid athlete and traveler. His first year out on his high school wrestling team, he was 24-4, and and he's also a collegiate All-American wrestler. So let's give him a call. Hello, hi, it's Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa, it's Joshua. How are you? Are you busy? I'm not. How are you? I'm doing well. well. I'm doing well. Tell me, how are you? How was life? Life is great. Life is really, really, really great. Um, so I'm, I'm leaving a good job for an even better job. Well, I'm, I'm hoping it's a better job, but it's definitely in a better location. So that's, that's what I'm really, really excited about. Tell us, what are you, where are you going? What are you doing? Oh, uh, well, I'm going to. I'm moving to Equ- uh, Quito, Ecuador, to be a physical education teacher at a British International School. It's actually a K through 12 school, but it's only like 300 kids, and I will be the only physical education teacher at the school. So that's going to be really exciting because I'll be in charge of the entire kids program, which I'm really, really excited about. And I've been wanting to go to South America for a very long time, so this is kind of a dream come true. How do you feel about? Uh, how do you feel about doing this again, going to another foreign country, starting over again, make, meeting friends? How are your feelings right now? I'm really, really excited. Ever since I got back to the States, there's always been a plan to leave again. That plan coming to fruition as opposed to a new beginning or something different that I hadn't thought of. I wasn't planning to leave again until the next year, though. So uh, it, it was a bit of a shock just when the opportunity came along. I, just, I had to jump on it, and it worked out. So. And I, and people ask me, like, are you going to do another trip like this? And how long is it going to last? I'm like, I don't know, because I don't really see it as a trip. It's more like I'm I'm continuing to live the kind of life that I want to live, depending right. on how I look at it. Are you nervous about, uh, because you are a big sports guy, and are you? how do you maintain your healthy lifestyle as you go country to country? Well, being here has been really easy because, well, since I've gotten back because of my physical education teacher, so that means that even my job is being healthy and promoting health and just being active throughout the day. But even in addition to that, I try to work out every morning. Even when I was in Korea, I would always do like maybe a 20 or 30-minute workout before I even went to school. So I was waking up at 6.30, even though I didn't have to be to work until like 9 o'clock. Uh, and this is something that I've always just felt that need for that, I've always been active, always wanted to stay healthy and I just enjoy, and it's not necessarily I enjoy running or I enjoy doing push-ups. I enjoy the benefits of doing those things on a regular basis because I want to be able to go out and play with my friends or with my kids to not be hurting for like three days because I'm sore. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so just making, just going through, having, taking that sacrifice so that I can have the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend for people who are living in a foreign country that don't have the proper access to sporting equipment? To that, I would say be creative. <laughs> um, because, like, I mean, really, because I didn't have, like, a gym membership or anything like that in Korea. Like, I, I would work out in my apartment or I would go running throughout the city. So just little things. You can find videos online or just anything that you can do. You'd imagine you can, you'd be surprised how much of a workout you can build up with no equipment at all, just using your body weight or doing push-ups or doing squats or leg raises or jumping jacks or jumping ropes. Maybe small items like that that you can use just in your own. Even in Korea, the small spaces that we had, I was able to work up quite a sweat every morning before I actually, you know, got my day started. But for a lot of people, what really helps is having somebody to encourage and having somebody to work out with and somebody to push them to have goals so that you have another person making you accountable for keeping that going. That social benefit of it can really be a, be a good thing. Perfect. Thank you so much for, for the call, Josh. Great. Good luck in no Ecuador. Okay, so I want to share an experience. Actually, it's a, a couple of experiences from a, my time in Korea. So there was this, uh, this baseball game. We went to a baseball game. Me and some friends, we were drinking, having a good time. It was, it was great. As we were leaving, uh, we're going down this ramp to get down to the ground floor to where the exit was. And I noticed there's this bounty castle. And those kids are having a good time. And the walk down on the ramp, we're a good 10, maybe 15 feet above the bounty castle. Now, me being who I am, I'm like, hey... I think I want to jump on this bouncy castle. Um, and so my buddy, he goes down. He's talking to like the operator, trying to distract her so she doesn't see me climb on this ledge and jump onto this thing. So he does it. He's talking to her. I get on the wall. I jump. Blam! I land on a good like three or four feet from a kid. Everything's cool. I bounce up. I walk off. Great time. Awesome stuff. No checklist, bucket list idea from Korea. Let's fast forward about a, about a year or so later. Same stadium, same bouncy castle. We're leaving, and I'm like, hey, I gotta, I gotta do it again. Um, this time, there's no kids on it, so it's perfect. I can't run into any kid. I can't fuck anything up. It's gonna happen. So, get on the ledge. Actually, a friend of mine, she's videotaping the whole thing. Get on the ledge, jump, hit the castle, jump up. Great, it's awesome. As I'm walking off of it, the lady's looking at me crazy, of course, but she's has this oh shit look on her face, and I'm like, what the hell's wrong with her? I turn around, the bounty castle is, it's collapsing. Um, and in my head, I'm like, fuck. Um, damn, I'm sorry. And in Korean, I'm like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Me and Amida, like, I'm really profusely apologizing to this lady. And all she can say to me in Korean, the only thing she can say, I mean, I mean in English, the only thing she can say is, end. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, can I help? What, what can I do? Um, I'm really, really sorry. And this goes on for a good 30, 45 seconds. And then this dude, full suited with, you know, the earpiece in his ear comes over. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's time to go. So I speed walk into the crowd and disappear and get the hell out of Dodge. So, yeah, you don't want to get uh, arrested in Korea for jumping in a bounce together. That's not a good reason to, to go home. So, yeah, that's that's my story of my most memorable sporting event story from Korea. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Have a good one. Bye. Our last story today comes from a gentleman who helped me get acclimated to Korea, and I owe him a lot. Without his help, I don't think I would have survived. So I'll let Amy take it from here. And I'm here with Krishna right now. What's up? 
So, Krishna, where are you from? I'm from England, a little place called Preston. I have no idea where that's from. Uh, it's in the north. It's uh, buried between Manchester and nowhere. Manchester. I know Manchester. Everybody knows Manchester. Like many people, yes. <laughs> so, um, here you're living in Korea. I am. Um, what do you like to do on your spare time? Uh, spare time? Uh, one of two things, either sleep or pretty much play sports. Do you play soccer? Okay, right, let's let's get something straight. It's it's football, but I mean, I get why you call it soccer because you know you're American for your sins, and it's kind of your prerogative to call it soccer. So I, I don't blame you one bit. <laughs> All right, so you like to play soccer. Um, sorry, you like to play football. That's Are there correct. any other sports that you like to play here in Korea? Uh, here in Korea, I typically, but predominantly, I play football. Or as the Koreans would also call it, soccer. I do play a bit of Korean kickball as well uh, at school. Korean kickball? What's uh, what's that? Uh, Korean kickball is pretty much volleyball with your feet. You play on a, a tennis court, I guess? Like a small tennis court. And there's usually two to four players on each team. It just kind of goes on the rules of tennis, really. I'm not. You have to be crazy flexible for that sort of thing, and I'm too scared. I'm going to tear my pants right in the crotch or something like that. So I don't. I don't attempt any of the crazy moves that they do in that. So you play. You play at school though. Oh yeah, I play at school. Uh, my school's pretty much predominantly used to be a, a sports school. Like the two sports that they would harbor students there for would be uh, football, soccer, and golf. You can call it football. It's okay. No, we we know now. Uh, okay, <laughs> just in case nobody's like, it's soccer, you idiot. <laughs> so, that, I mean, is it is that the only places you play uh, sports? Uh, I play sports in Seoul. Uh, one of my friends got me into playing for a non-competitive league called KSS League. Oh, tell us more about that. Uh, well, it runs uh, three seasons uh, in a year, and it's just people from all sorts of places, like different places in the, in the world. Uh, you have people from predominantly uh, America, people from Canada, from the UK, from Uzbekistan, Australia. Uh, we even have a guy from Brunei. I don't even know where that. That's in I Africa, have, right? Probably. I have no idea. Like I met the guy for the first time, and he's a really nice guy. And we have a kinship because we're both Liverpool supporters. <laughs> and why you? There's no need to laugh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's that's uncalled for. But yeah, we're both Liverpool supporters, and we pretty much just built up a friendship over that. If you were to tell, if you were to say to me, like, "Hey, do you know where Brunei is?" Could not point it out on a map. Do you call him by his name or call him Brunei by his country? I used to call. Well, I didn't know his name at first. Ah. So, so, and the only name, the only thing I knew about him was he was from Brunei, and the referee of our games would introduce him as the Sultan of Brunei. <laughs> So for a, about, what, three months, I would call him Sultan, because I thought that was his name. Because uh. I, I remember meeting a guy in Romania, this is years ago when I was back in England, and I used to work with a guy called Zoltan, like the, the machine in Big. Zoltan, okay. Yeah. So I thought, oh, his name's Sultan. Kind of like Zoltan. <laughs> so uh, do you know his name now? Oh, yeah, it's, it's Asli. His name's okay. Asli. I started playing uh, last summer. Yeah, last summer, uh, and I played with people uh, from my from my town that I live in Korea. She she was like, "Hey, you like playing? Oh, you're really good. You should play for my team. You know, we, you'll have such a good time." 
for my sins, I'm a skinflint. So I was like, well, how much is it going to cost? And she told me, and I wasn't interested. But then I was like, well, I, it's really difficult for being a foreigner in Korea, be able to play football. It's kind of difficult unless you live in Seoul. Why is it difficult? Well, I live an hour away from Seoul. Mm-hmm. So if I want to play anywhere but Seoul, I would have to collect all the foreigners in Yoju just to and get them. Well, not get them. I'd have to force them to play. All right, and yeah, and the the last time we played, it was it was really strange because typically we, there's about uh, about ten people that turn up. Uh, usually, the, out of those ten people, only eight or maybe five will play. And one time we went down to uh, our friend's school because they've got a massive pitch. There was just a bunch of people that we had no idea. We we were just was like, okay, maybe they'll leave soon, because we thought they were just. They were just uh, hanging out, exercising, and then they'll leave. But they just they wouldn't leave. So one of our, one of my friends went up to him and said, "Hey, do you want to do you want to have a game?" And his, and the guy was like, "Oh, okay, okay." Probably didn't realize we were asking to play a game or not, but we just went onto the pitch, and then they realized. And then out of nowhere, there was even more people just turned up, and we figured that. They were just uh, they, they they had no experience playing playing football, and that they were just uh, people who just played casually. So we thought, oh, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them bad. Plus, I mean, it it's, it might sound a little bit off, but they're also factory workers. So we figured they'd be tired from playing. <laughs> uh, for, sorry, from playing from uh, from working, so they won't be able to run. So they, were they Korean or? Oh no, they they well. Where 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 I live, there's a lot of Uzbeki, um, there's a lot of Uzbeki factory workers, and construction workers and whatnot, and they all have like their own tight knit community. So, yeah, we're on the pitch. Out of nowhere, there's like fifteen Uzbeki guys just get onto the pitch, and it's just five of my friends. Well, it's it's five including myself, and one of our friends that we another guy that we met. Uh, in Korean classes. What happened with the game? Well, considering that there were 15 people on one side and there were only 5 people on the other side, we needed to get uh, more people. So, luckily, there were some uh, Korean kids close by and we asked them, oh, do you want to play? Worst decision ever because <laughs> they... Well, first off, they couldn't speak English. So, you're running around on the pitch, you want them to pass you the ball. Ultimately, you think, okay, they know pass. So, you're shouting, pass, pass the ball! Pass me the ball! Pass here! Yogi-yo! You know, you're doing all this stuff to try and get them to do something. It's... No, it's not... It's not. It's just not working out. Because they did, for some reason, they got the ball and they just kicked it straight up the field. So we're playing and we're trying not to lose our minds. And then we realize that one of the Uzbekis is, has taken it upon themselves to become the referee. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's it turns out that this fair game that we're having, where it's pretty much just like Uzbe- Uzbekistan versus the rest of the world, is pretty much just Uzbekistan kicking the rest of the world's backside. <laughs> so they were not as tired as you thought they would be. They weren't as tired as we thought they'd be, and they're not. They weren't as charitable as we thought they would be, because I mean, you meet somebody the first time, and your first impression is always going to be the nice one. And these guys were having none of it. One of our guys slide tackles 
one guy and takes out another guy at the same time. I have no idea, it's not in the penalty area, no idea how this happens, because it's in the centre of the field. The guy's waving his hands and he runs from the other one, pit, one side of the pitch to the other and points at the penalty spot. One of our guys, called David, loses his mind and says, hey, wh- wh- what, what, that's, what are you doing? And the guy's just pointing at the spot. So they were, they were, they David, got you. They got you. They were just like, this is a, a, now this is a game. It's become. They were pretty much, look, there are more of us than there are of you. We can do what we want in this game. And they turned it into a challenge. It did. It turned into a challenge. And as soon as we, they scored that penalty and we were like, okay, we need to start. We need to. We were thinking tactics, like what can we do? Who are the who are the weakest players in this? Predominantly, and they were fast as well. That's another thing. They were fast. They, one of the guys was running in jeans, not shorts. He didn't have any any of his gear. He it looked like he just got. He he came out. He was like, "Hey guys, are we gonna go drinking? Oh no, we're gonna play football. Okay, I'll play with you." Skinny jeans. Guys wearing skinny jeans, and he's running around on the field like he wasn't wearing nothing. So. And this is before we knew he was fast. So we're like, okay, well... So you still thought this was a casual game? Well, typically when we play, it's always casual. We, we have no qualms about... Like, we don't, we don't keep score into... As soon as it gets dark, we're like, okay, next goal wins. And that's it. We, we pack up, we go. But these guys, it was still very much daylight outside. And we were just like, okay, we're going to have to try our best. We, got, we just got to score a goal. Because you got to take the little wins in life, and that is the, the the minutest of wins. Did you get your goal? No, we did not. How badly did they kick your butt? Uh, if I remember correctly, it was double digits. <laughs> like high double digits as well. I think it was like 20-something. But did you have fun? Define having fun after getting your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, was it... I mean, do you still see these guys sometimes? Do they give you a nod, be like, "Hey, it's that dude"? Or actually, no, we we don't see them. Uh, but we here's the thing: it's not a matter of having fun. It, that ex, that was more of an experience. That was more of a know know your limits. <laughs> so, you, but I mean, overall, when you, when I look back at it, I think oh, that was a pretty good time because in the end, we ca- I came away with something uh, more than just you know back pains and bruised legs. You know, I came away with a nice experience and a nice story at the end of it. And that's pretty much what playing sports is in Korea. You just, you do it for the experience. And the good thing about that is there's always fun involved. Because Korea can be very uh, lonely at times. And you go out there and you meet other people who are somewhat lonely as well. But you have that kindred spirit, which is football. Yeah, I mean, the fun is just like, you know, the consolation prize. Which is a pretty sweet consolation prize. It's a pretty good consolation prize. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for talking with us tonight. No, no, thank you. Even though playing sports is different in each country, sometimes it's a great way to connect with people. So we always want to encourage our listeners and travelers to take part in traveling. Vanessa, do you have any funny sports stories or anything you'd like to share? I think when I think about sports, I always think about running because it's something I really enjoy. And every time I've traveled or lived in a foreign country, I've always made it a point to run. And when I was living in Mexico, the streets aren't, aren't runners. They're, they don't use cobblestone, as in Spain, but they just don't have the space or, I don't want to say the quality. They're just, there's no sidewalks. 
So I remember joining a gym close to my school and running on a treadmill after classes. I was still running, but it was a different style of running. And I realized that even though in a different country requires different uh, sacrifices. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, sacrifices. Did you feel so. more like you were running in a hamster ball instead of running around seeing the... <laughs> For sure. It was different. It was definitely a different running experience than usual. And that's our podcast for today. I want to give a big thank you to everybody who contributed to our podcast today. Kelly, Josh, Krishna. As always, we will see you later. 